Welcome to the second part of the episode. Um, y'all heard Santiago, you know, being able to express the part of being able to open up to more perspectives besides the school um, and education. Uh, well, you always gonna be educated, but there's always other avenues for someone to be able to educate from entrepreneurship to um, vocational work to all type of uh, life skills that sometimes I didn't even know that are jobs all the time. So it's the small things and the small intricacies uh, that people don't even think about that we kind of got to open up our minds to sometimes. So with the next transition, I mean, how did you become who you are today? I mean, I know that you can't ask a woman their age, they say, but <laughs> with that being said, I mean, you obviously have a master's i know you're obviously doing like going doing a doctor's like program from what you were kind of saying oh, okay. um, so that means that you, so that means that you have grown as a person and you know in life so how tell us your story like how did you get to where you are now well, it's okay, King Javon. You act so nicely, so I'll tell you. I mean, y'all young on here. I'm 35. Um, so, and you wait, I, wait, wait. I know some of y'all can't see, but there is no way she is 35. You look so much younger than that. I was thinking like 30, 31 at most. I, uh, so I was like taking it back. Uh, you just threw out like, oh, I'm 35. I'm like, hold up, hold up. We can't just pause there and just keep it moving. I know some people are, you know, are listening, but I'm telling you, nah, she's. Yeah, watch the YouTube. This will give you a reason to watch that YouTube video. Yeah, just watch the YouTube video. You'll see what I'm talking about. But you know what they say, black don't crack. So, you know. It's... Real. <laughs> yeah, my maternal grandmother went to the grave looking, you know, she was like, 89 no day than 65 so I, I i'm very blessed yeah to have good genes but um now where i came from i'm just a little girl from gary indiana uh that's went through a lot and so i know that king j bond you know the primary host wanted me to talk about um my divorce which um i got married at 28 um, and got divorced at 31. And I was married for thir three years. And I'm happily divorced, as I like to tell people. Um, and it's been four years of, it was four years on January 17th of this year. Um, it's been four years of really trusting God, um, getting to know myself again, and a life restart. Um, so another thing I kind of sometimes when I'm listening to this podcast think about is that number one, none of y'all relationships, I don't think. Uh, and then number two, like uh, none of y'all have been married and none of you all have been divorced. And so I just bring a different perspective where the I got married, um, like you were saying, San Diego, like I thought it was a part of the plan. He thought it was a part of the plan. He was a little bit older than me, you know. It's time to get married. We done the college thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, two black folks thought, you know, we educated, we got common sense, we kind of love, we like each other. Let's do it, you know. Right. And from that point, we got married. And the reason we got divorced is because we never should have got married. Um I 
have been thinking about this, like what I would say, because I never want, it takes two people to get divorced. It's never, you know, a clean slate for anybody. No one's the victim um, here, but nobody's also the villain. We both Mm -hmm. are um, responsible for the breakdown and ending of a marriage. Um, But it has been a good experience because uh, what we do believe um, and share is that we do not believe that we were the persons that God appointed for us. We chose each other. And the biggest thing is that we weren't friends. Um, and so trying to figure out the roots of a lot of the cause of why did I choose this life? Why did I choose this way and then looking at the way I behave from beginning to end and when I say beginning from the beginning of the relationship to when we decided to be boyfriend girlfriend to how we got engaged to the marriage itself um looking at not only what did he do to me and why did this happen but also Mm -hmm. saying I did this I did this wrong I need to get myself together and I've been able to utilize a lot of that work self-work um, to improve my, my overall finances, my um, faith with God, my relationship with my parents strengthened by mm. getting divorced um, because they both are divorcees. They divorce each other. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I've been able to grow so much because of this experience that while I wish it on no one, um, I, I tell folks, you know, if you're single or you're in a relationship, please don't ever get on this side. It's not fun. Um, but the most growth of my life has been experienced um, at all levels by being divorced. Um, and so unless you got any like inside like questions, that's kind of how I've grown. Um, I've, I really had to grow up fast um, and be more mature in so many different levels by having that major breakup because it tore me completely down. I did not know. So I guess that's one thing I can say is like, um, you all talk about, a lot of single folks talk about marriage as like a ultimate in relationship status. Like you get to this place, right? And it's actually just a new phase Mm. of a relationship that is continuous and has to evolve and grow. It isn't something that you just get there and it's like the promised land. Like, no, it's like kind of starting over again, you know, going through the honeymoon phase and then going through the longevity and then you might have kids and the finances and moving in together and blending families, the faith aspect, all that goes into a whole new beast of becoming one. Um, and you have to become a new person and a, a new entity. And so when you spent three years thinking that this is the rest of my life, and that ends, the both of you have to determine what's the new vision of your life. So when I got divorced, I no longer knew who I really was mm. because I had seen myself as Mrs. X, you know, and that's how it has shaped the rest of my life. And so now I'm able to say that I know who Cherie is. Um, and so even if I do go into my next relationship or marriage, I, I want to make sure I know who she is, but I'm not going to allow the marriage to ultimately completely shape who I am based on my his expectations or just my my pressure that I put myself on to be a wife yeah 
so uh, you know, first of all, I want to tell you thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you for being so vulnerable and open, sharing that. You know, not only with us, with uh, with our viewers and listeners, uh, for sure. Because this is, you know, some things um, that I'm sure some people are experiencing in different ways. Um, so maybe they definitely can, you know, take this and be and it be relatable to them in different ways. Um, because my mindset on marriage, you know, has definitely been warped and changed over time. Um, obviously to direct experiences with relationship, but also indirect experiences as well. You know, um, I just recently got out of a relationship myself and with somebody who I was actively trying to, you know, do everything I could to get to that point. Um, but one thing I realized and something that myself and Javon has said on the show a couple of different times is, um, uh, one thing that I realize is that even when I get to that point, you know, whenever that happens or whatever happens is I don't want to lose myself within that. And I want the person, whoever it is, and I'm sure other people can relate to this, is when you get married. And one thing I've noticed from seeing my parents and seeing people in my family, my extended family who've been divorced, you, you have to take an account that you're marrying this person who's going to be forever evolving. Now, you don't know who this person is going to involve. I mean, that, that person themselves probably doesn't know. But you need to look at, hey, we're 25 right now. Am I gonna, is this still going to be my person at 55? Of course, you want to say yes, because you're in love and everything. But you really have to try to look at it from uh, as much as you can, because there's feelings involved. And when feelings involve, it makes it really difficult. It makes it hard. But you need to look at it from, and I encourage all you listeners and viewers, if you're engaged, you need to look at it from a different perspective. Like, hey, I'm going to evolve. This person is going to evolve. And some per- some people regress um, over time. So you need to look at like, is this something that I truly can see myself trying to work out and figure out? And let's say you go to it and it doesn't work out. That's okay. Doesn't make anybody a bad person. But that's just something that I'm realizing more what I need to think about and hearing your story and everything like that, that just kind of reaffirms that's something that I definitely need to be sure about as I can, because like I said, none of us really know. The only person who knows what's going to happen is God. He's the only person that knows everything. But if we go in from more just from outside of a person, oh, I really love this person. I really care. And, you know, we've been together. So the next step is logically marriage. True. A lot of us think, if, if we get to the point where we're like, hold up, I'm gonna take a few steps back. Let me see where I'm at spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. And does this person really align with where I'm trying to go? And um, hearing your story definitely helps me to really reaffirm that for going forth with just myself. And I hope that encourages a lot of listeners and you know even the viewers with us to just, you know, there doesn't need to be a rush. I know, especially again, with America, it's always this linear timeline. You need to be married by this time. You need to have kids by this time. You need to be retired. But after 18, after you graduate high school, it's honestly a free-for-all in a sense where your life does not go according to plan as you think it should. And for me, and what I've noticed is getting more in tune with God, and I definitely want to hear your perspective on that, has really reshaped my mind and how I'm thinking what I'm willing to tolerate. So what I'm 
as you was, you know, as you strengthened your faith with God, um, how has things changed for you? Mm. Um, and relationships or overall? I guess I'll start with. Yeah, yeah. Start start with overall uh, relationships, and then you know overall or how, yeah, however you would like to do it. Like you were saying, I just I'm a little older now. I've done a wedding with the white dress. I've been a wife, so there's just things I'm not gonna tolerate. It's really hard day now here at 35. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what videos y'all watching and what books you all are reading. However, this is not a music video and I'm not a video vixen and I am not your dipset. I don't know what you think this is. This is about, you know, making legacy. This is about bringing in children. This is about building finances. This is about being our best selves. This is not about, you know, cuff seasons and all this, you know, taking yeah. photos you know, with matching stuff. This is not about that. Um, and so with my relationship with God, I, first of all, listened to him. Um, so last year, God told me to stop dating, period. Couldn't, you know, and I said, okay, I'm going to wait till I'm released. And so what did that look like? I had actually, so everybody got a list, right? Like, yeah. oh God. I want a tall, light-skinned man that have his own business, his own money, his own car. You know, I want this, that, and the other. I want him to go to church. And I was able to discern to God. And he was like, oh, that's great. When you going to have that? Okay, Jesus. Because I feel like Jesus is actually a gangster. If you really yeah. go into scriptures, he's like really close to He is. He don't be playing. So like, he's really a gangster. He really just like that. I was like, Oh, and then he even went hard on me. He said, but I'm glad he list because the last dude you was talking to, he had none of that. I was like, okay. So I took a break and just focused on me and focused on my finances and my relationship with God and my, my family and my friends and decided a new job search that led to this job, decided to move, you know, do a lot of things to improve instead of focusing on a person because I chose last time he didn't so that was the total difference the only thing that can bring asunder you know is a man but not God mm. so I brought it asunder last time <laughs> so let me try your way you know so that these vows can really be important and so with that, I also got to know like what things I just won't tolerate. I won't tolerate you having a conversation and asking me at the third text message for news. I'm not going to take, you know, tolerate you contacting me at 12 or 11 o'clock at night for the first time that day. I'm not going to tolerate you asking to come to my house and have sex with me on the first night. Like how, this is all disrespect and it's creating a culture of disrespect. And you wouldn't ask Holly Berry or any of these other beautiful women to do that if you had mm. the time of day with them. So I had to really say, how do I want to do this? And then number two, trying to find out like, what do I really want? I want friendship. So when the love was low and the sex was not there, we didn't have friendship to stand on. And Ooh. because we didn't have friendship to stand on, we fought like strangers. We hurt mm -hmm. each other like strangers. And so this time I rather take my time and see, is this person really interested and willing 
to get to know me on a friend level, to take things slow so we can identify, is this just a friendship that should be platonic and maybe cute? Or is this something that can go further? And I have really been able to find different suitors uh, that is able to respect me the way that I should respect myself. And then also mm-hmm. making sure I'm respecting them. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, you know, high on the sexual spectrum. And so I have to <laughs> make sure that I Fair. am honoring him like the child of God he is. And so <laughs> I also got to stop myself, you know? <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I mean, I get it. I, I definitely get where she's coming from from from, from that perspective as well. Um, what I would <laughs> did I take you off guard? I'm sorry. A little bit because I was like, oh man, she's dry. And then you just kind of like slid that in. There. I'm like, hold up. Oh. <laughs> Like I get where you're coming from, but I was not prepared for that. And I usually try to, I'm a man that usually try to be prepared for stuff that's coming. I was just, just not prepared for that at all. But I do appreciate your honesty. Um, one thing I do want to ask you is, you know, as somebody who experienced marriage, you know, marriage, marriage from the point, you know, Lois, what are some things, not just for young women, but even for young men, especially with this age, as you pro- as as you kind of said, dating is hard. It's weird. It's different. It, it it's just a lot going on, and you know a lot of it can be contributed to social media to a point. But what what what's some advice you would give to? We'll, we'll start with the men. We'll start with the, We'll start with us. What are some advice you can give to us to kind of because we all have men have a list too, but as I've said and as even Javana said in other episodes is. Our standards aren't the same as women, so we tend to, I don't want to say settle, but we, we just don't have the same standards for ourselves. So what are some, um, so, some you know, words of encouragement or words of wisdom you can give to young men? My biggest thing that comes to mind is like trying to figure out why you aren't vulnerable mm. with your significant other and if you can't be, how can you get there? Mm. Um, vulnerability is so needed. It isn't like transparency. It's for yeah. instance, being able to get to know that my partner trusts me with his insecurities and his vulnerability allows me as a woman to feel safe to give him mine. Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Um, so with that, and, I, and I, I'm not even going to say this, but say that phrase, but um, I was going to say, I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I'm not going to give him no avid, you know, avocation at all. But um, so I, I, I've been told that I've been told, hey, because me, you know, being in the military, some life experience that I had, I'm a very closed off person. And it's not because, and I'm sure other people can relate to this too. It's not because I want to be, it's just, it, I guess it's a defense mechanism in a sense. It, it's a way for me to protect myself. And I'm sure as a black man, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Because when I've tried to be vulnerable, when I've been told to open up, it's been used against me. 
Mm. So for me, um, when I'm told like, hey, you're not really emotionally vulnerable, I want you to be more vulnerable, you know, okay, you know, I can try. I, I, I feel where you're coming from because I'm a person who I don't have all the answers. I'm 29. I don't know shit. I, I don't know enough about life to be trying to tell people like this is exactly what things needs to be. But um, but at the same time, I know enough with myself where when I try, when I've tried to be vulnerable and I'm sure other, you know, specifically I'm going to talk about as black men have tried to be vulnerable, but it's been used against us. How do, how do we navigate through through that aspect of it well i learned from my counselor a couple weeks ago um my therapist um that that's trauma so for instance before well i was engaged to my ex-husband he wanted me to open my walls i'm a i'm a very close private person actually even though i appear very extroverted i'm i'm very guarded yeah i'm I'm Um, and so he wanted to read my diaries I mean, I used to keep diaries for five, six years and I gave it to him because he's my husband, right? And he used against me. That's trauma that I have to figure out. Number one, have where was the root of that? So doing that work to figure out. So what is the root? Who are those people you opened up to? What are some aspects about them that maybe they weren't the safest person or they weren't the best person? But also when the right person comes, how can you break down that wall for them? Because you won't be able to get the blessing of that person until you break that wall. And it's not fair to them that mm-hmm. they have to tear that wall down for you. You should be able to have a discernment to know, okay, this trauma happened with my ex-husband. You know, he threw all this in my face. But for my next guy that, you know, based on these things and how I feel safe with him, then I should make it easier to tear down that wall. Now, the, the bricks are coming down, yeah, you know, right, right, right. little by yeah. little, but how do I get there? Um, and so I would just say, you know, I watch a lot of Ayana's Fix My Life, not because of the drama, but because of the tools okay. that she gives about family and personal um, restoration. And I, and a lot of our trauma comes from childhood or, you know, young experiences. And so being able to watch that show and just take away some tips or some questions that I can self-reflect on so that I'm not hurting the next person. Because the last thing I want to do is not being opened up to my, the next guy that comes along. That's great. And then that's my husband, but he like, Sheree, you're not open. And I'm like, I know I'm divorced. I'm scared. You know, like. That can't always be my excuse. I, I have to break that down for him. That is not for him to do. And it's so unfair. Um, so we got to do our work. And, and my second advice would be, we all need to be alone. Mm. Like, I know we don't like being alone. It sucks. It's COVID. We can't do nothing. We want, we want you know, we want somebody to rub on our booty. We want somebody to drink with. We want somebody to Netflix and chill. But how are you going to be able to know thyself if you don't tap into thyself in your own mind and heart? You got to do some isolation um, and get the outside noise and distractions away so that you can find out your yourself and your identity. Um, I've been single for years, you know, and that's okay. Um, until I find a person that God has sent to me, um, I'm okay being single until 
other word because otherwise because I don't want to do this wrong again. I'd rather yeah. work on myself, work on my finances, work on my other relationships, work on my career, um, and and hopefully build skill sets during that time um, where I can be a good wife. And then, great, I, I have the tools and sell things necessary, mm-hmm. but I also have been rooted in myself because I spent time getting to know who Sheree was. Because even though I know I lost myself, who was I then? I don't know. You know, <clears throat> who was I before then? I think I kind of know, but I was 28. You know, the 28-year-old is not the 35-year-old. So I also have to spend time, you know, from 31 to 35, figuring out, like, who is Cherie? Who do I want to stay and become? Um, and and who do I want to be to my, my profession, to, you know, my family, and to my future husband, and to my future kids? Or kid. <laughs> or kid. Oh. <laughs> um, Okay, you dropping some gems, you know, you just dropping boom, boom, boom. But this, oh, and you know what, J Fine? Guess what? We actually agreed on something too. We agreed on something else. I was about to say, yeah, just about to jump in and say, J Vine has been pretty quiet. Hey, I have been because it's been such a fruitful conversation. I'm like, dang, I'm intrigued. I can sit back. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but we both we, we agree on that about being alone to figure out who you are as a person and then you know you know getting with somebody when you at least know who you are because the real truth about it patrick is that when you get married you can't just walk up and leave you can go in another room i mean you can like try to come in you like a little bit past the t- uh, agreed time but <laughs> Beautiful child of God. I want to call him a word, but you know, husband, you here, there is nowhere for you to go. Like you're here. You're no longer by yourself. Half of the time, most of the women that I know that are married, I like, oh my gosh, you go into the bachelor party. Great. Let me pack your bag. Let me football game, please go like have a good time so I can take my bath, you know? So we all still need some alone time. So I, 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 I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, when, when it comes to that, my mindset is always, man, and this is probably my pops and, you know, talking to old heads, my uncles and stuff like that. For me, like even in, you know, my last relationship that I just had to end, it's just like, you can be mad. Like, you ain't got to talk to me right now. It's fine. But we're going to talk about this before either of us go to sleep. We ain't going to bed mad. And oh, yeah. I don't agree with you on that whole we go, we can't go to sleep mad situation. And you don't got to. <laughs> you don't I, got I, to. I, I just want you to. I just want you to get a wife and I want her to do something. And then I want you to see if you successfully go to sleep. Here's the thing. You go to sleep and you start the conversation again tomorrow. Nah. I'm not going to lose sleep because... You can be mad on the couch. You can be mad on the couch. On the other if, side if, of the if bed. I'm, if I'm living in the house. On the floor. No, 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 no. I don't really care. Be mad. Because it might take you a couple days to get over it. I don't got time. Like, be mad. Hold up. I live in the same house. Ain't no way I'm going to sleep on no couch. Ever. Ever in my house that I'm living in. Get a wife. Get a wife. You're telling me, you telling me, King, that you're going to let your 
queen sleep in the bed I mean, sleep on the couch and you sleep in the bed? Is no, that we both going to sleep in the bed because that oh, is okay. our domain. If we go to bed, like for the off chance, I, I don't see this happening. Like, we just not going to go to sleep. We're going to be awake for four days is what's going to happen. And, but like, look. Ooh, look. I almost said a word. Sir, I'm going to sleep. You might not go to sleep. I got to go to work in the morning. Oh, we got kids <laughs> and we got bills. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep upset, but I'm still going to sleep. See, look, for me, I'm, I'm a little old school with that part of, you know, don't let the sun go But down. you ain't been married yet, so how I can haven't. you talk about something? A matter of fact... But, but, but here, I'm not talking about man, from a no, marriage No, 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 okay. See, no. Okay, no. over the podcast right now. I need to... I have a question. So you've okay. been in a relationship where you live with somebody yes. and y'all never went to sleep mad. Never. Well, you are blessed. And here, here's but y'all wasn't married, so it's no, no. I was, I, and that's where my perspective comes from. Not married. That's why when I said it's just that's how I, I haven't been married, and I haven't. But I haven't gone to bed mad at well. As I matured, I want this. I want this, but I have not gone to bed mad because it's like I'm not trying to talk about this issue the next day. Now again, I haven't been married. It might change. I'm open to change. You gotta be open to change. That's why that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on so we could talk and discuss. But as me right now, I have not, and, and you know, my prior, my last two, you know, my relationships in my last late 20s, I have not gone to bed mad at the person I've been been dating. Have they went to sleep mad? You know, that's a great question. I don't know. She <laughs> walked out the shop. <laughs> She done got up. So let, let me tell you what that's about. <clears throat> see, see, you don't go to sleep mad, but I go to sleep either mad or mad, so mad that I'm crying. And because you're done with the conversation that requires a, a, a week or two of discussion so that we can make an informed decision, you decide to end it. So it's over for you. Thank you for being hold over on. it. Hold but on. we are not over it. And you are only thinking about you, but we went to sleep mad. Yeah, and, but see, that's, that's, you know what? I was thinking, I wouldn't say was thinking about me, but that's kind of not my problem because he, he, here's the issue. Or not the issue. Here's the thing I have with that. If, if there's something, I'm not saying, you know what, let me rephrase what I said about having a conversation the next day we need to start the conversation before either of us go to sleep i do recognize that sometimes conversations need to be carried on until the situation is dealt with i've had conversations with my previous girlfriend who you know we, we just recently broke up long distance we've had conversations that had to carry on three days but the initiation, the, the initiation of that conversation wasn't the next day of us being mad. We're just not going to talk. We talk about that. If if I'm in the bed next to you, because again, I'm a grown man. I'm not sleeping on no couch if I'm paying bills. It ain't happening. Like if you're gonna be mad, you're just gonna be have to be mad next to best of me. Oh, you don't want to be. You don't want me to cuddle you. That's fine. The Holy Spirit can cuddle you. That you be all right. But um, for me, if I hear you crying. I'm going to turn on the lights and see if my wife is okay. Because how I was brought up, that doesn't fly with me. Whether I'm done with the conversation or not, if I hear you crying or I, or I can sense that you're tossing, which means that your spirit is uneasy and unrest, unrestful, 
I'm not going to go to sleep and be like a dick and just be okay. Regardless if I'm done with the conversation or not, you're not. So for me, if I get to the point where I'm proposing to somebody, it's do or die. I mean, like things happen, let's say worst case scenario, we do get divorced, but it's going to be with me putting every effort, every effort I can to avoid that. So for me, that starts with being the man that I was raised to be by my pops, by my mom, by my uncles and all them. That starts with, yo, my wife isn't straight right now. And if you crying, or if I can tell that you tossing next to me, I'm going to see what I can, the most I can do, because I can't force somebody to talk to me, but I'm going to do the most I can to make sure you can at least have a peaceful night's sleep. As peaceful this as sounds can. all nice and, and cuddly and, and so empathetic. However, you going to go to, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Being upset is a human emotion. It is, but that's the problem. It's, it's an emotion. It's mature into. I, I'm sure that, uh, let, let me talk about me. Let's not talk about you. I have been upset at my boss for multiple days. I've went to sleep. And woke that's up and still be mad at her. Okay? Same thing. It, it, it happens and, and, and vice versa. Things like that happen. And it doesn't mean that the relationship is in a bad state. It just means that right now we're having conflict. So we must employ our conflict management skills. But if you think Sheree from Gary, Indiana, a Sagittarius that has Scorpio tendencies is not going to sometimes be mad when I go to sleep or you not going to be mad at me and sometimes my stupidity? Come on. And no. I mean... But here's the thing. It's just going to happen. Here's the thing. If, if I don't know you're mad, you're going to go to sleep and I'm not going to. You're going to know I'm mad. Oh, <laughs> oh. You, so you tell, yeah, because you was like, oh, yeah, if you toss and turn, I'm going to see if you First okay. First of all, I have I'm gonna be, my voice I'm when gonna I I'm going to be pulling that. covers. You're going to be like, man, what? Give me this cover. Who are you mad at? You can go sleep on the couch. I ain't sleeping on no couch. I'm a I'm grown woman. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, you trying to take my stuff there. Like, here. All right, all right. But first of all, when I said I had bass in my voice, but no, like for real, I'm just, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna say that phrase because so many people said it, it don't even make sense to say. So I'm not even gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm built different. <laughs> but I was like, I can't even say that because that's been said exact. But look, for me, that is one thing. That's that millennial, you know, part of us. Of oh, we're all special. So you all can't be special. If everybody's special, nobody is. That's just how I feel. But anyways, um, you see, she's about to. <laughs> okay, we're all special in our own yeah. way, and that's why you said I'm built different. Oh, so we're all built different. No, some of y'all are wired the same way. Yeah, I'm guessing, but it ain't me. But here's the thing. <laughs> I cannot. Look, but, <laughs> but <laughs> this is good. But no, in all seriousness, the, the one thing that I've seen, and I'm only can go off of my experiences, and it might be different, and, 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 and my experiences might be limited. But the one thing I've seen, the one thing I've been told, and one, and you know, there's a lot of things from the Bible. I'll tell you one thing is just don't let the sun go down in your anger. Now, you don't have to have a resolution to a problem that same night. But for me, it, going to bed mad is it, it, it's just 
don't know. There's a there, for I don't know how to explain it because I haven't been married as you keep you know eloquently saying. So you know, again, my view might change when I'm married to my wife and she's tossed and turned. I'm telling you right now, what's not going to happen is I'm not going to sleep on no couch. All right. This you might sleep in a different room. It's okay. It's not the couch. <laughs> I might, the whole point is you're going to be in a separate place outside of this bedroom, the primary bedroom. The the bedroom. The, oh, the Why? Because I'm the queen. Yay! And you know what? You're still the queen. Even... Hey, since Tiago done got so heated, he's dropping stuff. Hey, pause that. So this has been great. It's been great having you. This has been great. great. It's been a city event. We done had a lot of fun here. Y'all done heard these two go back and forth. I want to thank Sharif for coming on. This is King yeah, David. This is Santiago. Thank you again for uh, coming on. We really did appreciate you having you on here. Thank you for having me. And we are out, folks. <laughs> See y'all next time. <laughs>